I want to talk about in the book, kind of moving from the dating period to relationships and then even breakups. So in the book, I really loved this part about solitude and solitude being the antidote to loneliness. I'd love to talk about that because most people will listen and they're like, um, those are the same thing. So how are they different? <laughs> yeah, it was Paul Tillich who talked about how there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how, or being alone is like the strength of being alone, but loneliness is the weakness of being alone. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting that in the English dictionary, we have two words for being alone. One's alone and one's solitude, but we never use the word solitude. So we always say, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to be alone tonight. Right? Mm -hmm. We say, oh no, I'm just going to stay in and be alone tonight. Mm -hmm. Or if you were at school and lots of people didn't come to your party, you'd always be considered less oh, popular. A loner. A loner. Exactly. <laughs> yes. If you're the person at the lunch table who's mm -hmm. sitting alone, you're the loner. Mm -hmm. If you turn up to a wedding and you don't have a plus one, it's like, oh, poor you. Like, mm -hmm. when are you going to get married? Like, when's your turn? Yes, right? like, 100%. That's the and of course, you know, and the, so that's the language. We've made being alone an enemy. We've made being lonely the enemy. And we all know this, this is common wisdom today, that we can all feel surrounded by so many people and still feel disconnected. Mm -hmm. That's what we all experience pretty much every single day. So being alone doesn't mean, being alone is not defined by your physical proximity to people. Being alone is defined by how well you understand yourself and how well others understand you. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel understood by your friends, you will feel alone. If you don't feel you understand yourself, you will feel lonely. Mm -hmm. So solitude is a space you create to take the time to get to know yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds strange. It's like, what do you mean I need to get to know myself? Shouldn't I just know myself? Don't I just know myself? And I equate this to something I learned during my time as a monk. I was going to say, this is monk vibes. Yeah, it is, monk, it is full on monk vibes. <laughs> and the book starts with that because... I do feel like the only reason I'm able to have a healthier relationship with Radhi today is because she's the only person in the world who's experienced me after living three years as a monk. So she's the only person I've been with after that experience. And anything that I'm trying to get right in my current relationship comes from what I learned during that time. And so there's this beautiful experience that I had where on my first day when I became a monk or monk school, that I see a... 10 or 11 year old teaching like six year olds how to meditate or doing a class. And I'm wondering what's going on. And so I'm, you know, peeking and trying to figure it out. And then I go up to the teacher who's, you know, 10, 11 years old afterwards. And I'm like, what did you just teach them? And he said, oh, that's their first day of school. And I was like, amazing. What did you teach them? And he said, well, what did you learn on your first day of school? And I was like, ABCs and one, two, three, maybe, yeah. like maybe, I don't, I can't even remember. And he said, well, I was teaching them how to breathe. And I was like, what do you mean you're teaching them how to breathe? Like we just breathe. And he said, well, think about it. He said, the only thing that stays with you from the moment you're born mm. to the moment you die is your breath. He goes, when you're happy, what changes? Your breath. Mm. When you're sad, what changes? Your breath. When you're ecstatic, what changes? Your breath. When you're nervous, what changes? Your breath. He goes, your breath is interconnected to every emotion in life. So when you learn to navigate your breath, you learn to navigate life. And I was just thinking, that just blew my mind at the time, and it still does today. And even now, I think about how every emotion we say, well, that's breathtaking. 
You just took my breath away. Like everything is related to the breath. So similarly, everything is related to the self. So just as simple as it sounds of like, you should learn how to breathe. That's how I feel when I say you should spend time alone. Mm -hmm. It sounds really basic and obvious, but there is a whole wisdom behind it. And the reason I say it is because when you get into a relationship and you don't know yourself, what ends up happening is 10 years later, you blame that person for taking away who you were. You argue with them three months later and saying, you made me lose who I was. Mm -hmm. But you never lost who you were because you didn't know who you were in the first place. So you adopted all of their behaviors, all of their beliefs. You accepted whatever love they gave you and then started to discover that it didn't live up. So you could save yourself from so much pain and so much suffering if you started out knowing what love meant to you, mm. how love felt to you, what love looked like to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.